In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every other Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Jacqueline Winters is a pioneer in combining yoga, bar, Pilates, and other workout methods to not only become physically strong, but also mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. In this episode of A Psychic Story, she shares her journey in discovering new methods of working out and how to integrate spiritual practices along the way. In addition, Jacqueline gives insights into her volunteer work with a wolf sanctuary and how we can all learn from them about owning and grounding in our power. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining A Psychic Story with me again today. And I have the lovely Jacqueline Winters. She is the founder and creator of The Conscious Method and very excited to be speaking with her today to talk with her about her method and how she really got involved in it's not just about a workout, but about your mental and your spirituality connection and how it all works together. So Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on it. Well, excited to dive right in and, and see what's going on in your world. So I saw on Instagram that in addition to all the awesome classes and the sessions and things that you do, and you've dedicated your lifestyle to this is also working with a wolf sanctuary and what that means. And so before we get into that piece of it, I thought maybe we could go through and just talk about really what guided you and what got you into bar and fitness in the first place, and then how you came you came up with the with the idea and the concept. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, no, I, I started teaching bar about 10 years ago. I originally moved to California to be an actress and bar kind of was like a side hustle thing to do just to, you know, get income and pay my bills and things like that. And over the years, it kind of turned into this thing that I really loved and I, and I enjoyed and it hit on every level. Like there's a performance aspect when you get up in front of people and to teach. So that kind of gave me that, that side of the acting. It also, you know, I'm helping other people. So it kind of, it helps with my soul side, that light side. And it kind of just morphed into this thing where that just like tapped into every, every aspect of myself and every body pretty much. Cause I talk a lot about the bodies when I teach. So it's, you know, we're not just the physical body. We're also the mental body, we have an emotional body, a spiritual body. So for me, teaching kind of tapped into every level of that and really kind of, you know, allowed me to become present and grounded and things like that. While I was teaching bar, I actually started to fall in love with yoga, which 
also dive deeper, especially with uh, the mental and emotional and spiritual part of the body. And so I started teaching that and fell in love and now kind of morphed into this whole thing of, of uh, just teaching full time and, and following my dream and passion of, of helping others and um, guiding people to their own light. And, and that's amazing because I've said before on the show and even in prior to is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. So the fact that when you have your classes and you're working with people, you are exploring the deeper levels than just the physical piece of it. Do you mind sharing and going into a little bit of about what like one particular class would look like? Yeah, of course. So we'll give an example of a yoga class because I think what people are more... Uh, it's more relevant, I guess, if people understand yoga practices a little bit more so than bar. Typical yoga class, I would we would go in and I, in, in the conscious method, I always start with a grounding meditation. So I, I pull people in the room, um, I connect them to their body, to their breath. And then after I get them grounded, then I'll move into more of the movement aspect. So kind of pulling in that ground, you know, that groundedness with the physical body. And showing them how that that kind of is connected, and then once I get them nice and warmed up, then I'll move into more of a, a, a flow sequence, more of that strength and, and more challenging poses, where that shows you, you know, kind of test test people on their their mental body. Like, how do you show up in those challenging moments? Do you stay with your breath? Do you stay grounded? Do you stay present, or do you go into story? And there's no judgment behind either, right? But the goal is is to to really keep you in that in that present state, in that loving light state. Um, and then once we get into that strengthening kind of poses and that mental strength and physical strength, emotional strength, then I kind of pull you back down and ground and stretch and release and relax. Um, and then finally for Shavasana, bring you to that corpse pose. You get that full release and that um, kind of gets you experience your experience. Well, that just sounds great and amazing because I love meditation or I try to get into it. And I think my mind goes into other places where it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be relaxing. And I've always loved yoga and Pilates as well. I tried bar. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. It looked really easy. <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks and for, for good reason, right? focused on different muscles and things of that nature. And so I think it's very interesting that you've combined all of these different methods to and especially customizing it for uh, an entire class when you're there. Are there things that like you've experienced through creating this new method that has like opened you up more spiritually and emotionally? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's certain postures, I feel like that every time I'm in, I'm in them, like, for example, pigeon, pigeon is like, Every time I'm in it, I will start hysterically crying because it's such a deep hip opener and our hips hold all of our emotions. So whenever we can get a good deep release in those emotions, like stuff just naturally comes up. Um, so it's really fascinating how our physical body holds energy. So anytime that I'm in some kind of posture that really opens me, it's just like, I, I feel like it's person afterwards. That's great. And so has, have you always been, I mean, kind of going to LA and the actress piece was kind of the kickoff and then you got into the working out and the fitness and it's just expanded from there. But as you were growing up, did you always feel like you had this connection to more of the holistic wellness, spiritual side of things? And if so, what was that evolution like? Yeah, I think, um, I never really fully understood it until recent years. 
Um, but I definitely, looking back, I've always been very sensitive, like very emotionally sensitive. And I always kind of thought of it as just me being emotional. But now seeing that I'm, I, I think it's just, it's, it's that, that empathy, right? That empath energetic system that we all have. We all have that capability of having that. Um, but I think some people are just a little bit more sensitive to it coming into this world. And I definitely have always felt very sensitive to energies and sensitive to other people. And like when somebody tells me a story, I like can feel their pain or I can, you know, feel their happiness or whatever it is that they are experiencing. I can kind of be there with them. So in that sense, yes, the empath part definitely has been, I've always felt that. But yeah, as I've, the last few years, it's kind of evolved into something deeper. And once you understand what it is that you're kind of going through and yourself, you can you can have your own tools into place where you don't take on people's stuff because that was something I've always been kind of guilty of. I would take on people to be depressed, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm depressed. I feel like I things are good. I should care. And then you realize, oh wait a minute, that's probably not mine. Um, and having the tools to be able to be like, okay, I can release this now and I can get back to my light and my situation and things like that. Well, you're definitely a, a light worker. And I can tell that you just speaking with you and like hearing your passion and everything that's coming through. And I'm assuming that it's probably also very good when you're in classes, because while you are grounded yourself and you're helping everybody else become ground, become more grounded and go through the flow of things, you probably also are able to adjust your classes based on what you're feeling from the group. Is that accurate to say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And it's that it's funny you say that because that has um, definitely evolved for me over the, the last few years, um, being able to do that, being like, I do teacher trainings as well. So I train other teachers how to teach. And that's the one thing I tell them, like once you can get to that space where you can hold space for others and truly mold your class, depending on how the energy is, you know, you, you can't really go in and have a structured mind. You have to be willing to flow with however the energy is flowing because everybody shows up differently and you have to be willing to adjust accordingly. But yeah, that's great. I'll have to come to LA just for a class. Check it out. Are you going to put it, put anything online as far as meditations or affirmations or workouts eventually for people yeah. that can't be in person? Yeah, yeah. it's actually funny you mentioned that. I have a meeting right after this and um, with somebody who's he's, he's a photographer and a videographer. So we are going to discuss setting dates to get some videos out. Sure. Well, that's great because I think for me, I, you know, in doing a lot of research for this, those kind of things, especially the quick meditations. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? Where you can get the affirmations, you can get the gratitude journals, you can go to classes and everything of that nature. But if you have the ability to say and start people out small, here's three minutes, here's five minutes to start your day, end your day, that kind of thing. And then move into some more of the other, you know, I want to say like the growth of building up your mind, body and soul and, and your heart and strengthening that, that would be be extremely powerful. So I'm, I'm glad I picked up on that because that's obviously a message that you needed to hear. <laughs> For sure. What does your family think about all of this that you're doing? Um, everyone's so supportive. We I just have such a supportive family. Yeah, I think I, I don't know, I just feel so blessed because everyone literally just like has followed, you know, helped me and guided me and in, in all these crazy dreams I have, you know, like first, first wanting to be an actress and then um, now going into this this modality but yeah I think especially like my I'm really close with my mom and she is also kind of very spiritual herself 
And I feel like as soon as I told her I was going to create this method and and tell her, told her all of the different things I had in mind, she's been my biggest cheerleader. I mean, from day one, but definitely after I told her about this method, she was like, yeah, you have to do oh, it. I'll have to say it to anyone who's listening. So full disclosure, Jacqueline is my cousin. So when you hear me talk about intuition and the things that I've experienced over time, while she and I grew states apart, for sure, you, you were in Ohio at the time, and I was wherever we were traveling due to my father's job, we really only would see each other during the holidays. And then of course, when you moved out to the West Coast, and your mom is my Aunt Jody, and also my godmother. And I would say out of a lot, I mean, all of our family, I feel like has intuitive abilities, but for the most part, she's definitely one of the more um, intuitive people that can give you a reading and really just also kind of nail like the the way that people are, right? Like about their light and the love that they possess and is, is definitely always a cheerleader. So that's really great to hear. And I'm sure she'll probably want to be partaking in some of the classes as well. And she should be thinking about that too. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Come to meditation and stuff. Oh, that's great. Oh, that was good. Too. I just think she's definitely a great one. A little light worker as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I so I was really fascinated to see on your Instagram account on the Conscious Method about the Woof Sanctuary. And I think I saw it about maybe a year ago and didn't really, you know, when you're scrolling through and first of all, our entire family are huge animal lovers. I feel like, I mean, between all of us at one point, we counted up and we had like 50 pets or something crazy. But that said, um, wolves have always just felt to me, I don't want to say it's my spirit animal, but they're the definitely a connection between modern and ancient times for me, right? So how did you get involved in about about this and and what does it take and and what does it mean? Um, yeah, no, the uh, the wolf connection. So living in LA, this is what I love about California in general. They're very like they love their animals and they have there's so many incredible animal sanctuaries in just LA County. It's like it's amazing. Um, but yes, the wolf connection has such a special place in my heart. I um I do a lot of volunteer work for different environmental as well as animal organizations. And I volunteered with them probably like two or three years ago, probably three years ago now, and fell in love immediately. Like just being around wolf energy is like, it's very different than canine energy. It's raw, right? It's just very raw from before the domestication, I would say, probably. Yeah, it's definitely it's like, for example, like the regalness of them is like very fascinating. Like you can't, you, you can't approach a wolf like you would a dog. You can't be like, oh my God, you're so cute. They will... They won't like attack you. They won't do anything. They're not violent like them, but they, they just will, they want nothing to do with you. They'll just be like, okay, get away from me. If you're <laughs> grounded, grounded you are, the more you're in your, your power center, that's when they come to you. That's when they approach you. That's when they're like, okay, you're cool. You know, like, so it's like, it's, it's a very, you can learn so much from just being around a wolf, just how to own your own power and also how to be grounded. And it's really cool. They have a method. Anytime you enter into the wolf sanctuary, pretty much, or the, the where the wolves are, you they the people there, the volunteers, they tell you you have to take out your energy. You have to take it out before you can enter because the wolves will pick up on your energy immediately. And if you have bad juju or you're holding on to anything, they're going to sense it and they're going to want nothing to do with That's you. That's really crazy. I mean, not crazy. I don't want to say it in that way, but that it's so cool that they notice that one, being around the wolves, and then two, that that is literally what they want. It's almost like taking off your shoes before you go into someone's home, but it's related to your energy to just say, okay, no, you need to come in and embrace the moment and be present in where you're at versus bringing in any of the old stuff. Exactly. It is so true. 
And also it's fascinating because a lot of the wolves that they rescue are they've been abused or they've been at fur farms or like, you know, it's been a really horrible treatment from other humans. And to see how their healing process is, how similar it is to our healing process is like that. I mean, that was fascinating to me as well. And the wolf connection, they go a step further with their with their rescue. They also, once they rescue a wolf, they, they bring in at-risk youth and they will pretty much heal the youth with the wolves. So they kind of go through the same rehabilitation process and they grow together and they heal together. And I mean, to me, that's just that like... That just gave me chills. So what is the Wolf Sanctuary called? And also, can you give me a little bit about how you mentioned wolves heal differently than humans? Can you give like, like an example or two? Yeah, so it's called the Wolf Connection uh, is the organization, and um, it's out in Acton, Ohio, or in Ohio, look at me, Acton, California. <laughs> I'm from Ohio, so I get the two confused all the time. Yeah, so, and a, a good example, for example, I guess um, I'm trying to think of a specific wolf to use. Okay, well, this is like a newer, there, there's three wolves that recently came in to the Wolf Connection, and they were actually, the owner loved their previous owner loved them and treated them very well. However, they're very high content wolves. So a lot of these are wolf hybrids. I should to let you know they're they're half either half and half or like eighty percent wolf, twenty percent canine, you know, things like that. So these three wolves were high content wolves, which means that they're above eighty percent wolf. So the owner had three high content wolves and the neighbors started to complain because you can imagine wolves also look very different than normal dogs. They are huge. And having three of them in your backyard can be a little intimidating. So the neighbors threatened to... Sorry, I can hear my, my canine breathing in the background. <laughs> so the neighbors threatened to turn this guy in for his, his, his wolf. And so in response, he thought it would be a good idea to have their vocal cords surgically removed so he could hide these wolves, which obviously is horrible, right? That's abuse, right? If, if you are a human and you did that, that's abuse. Luckily, somebody stepped in and the Wolf Connection rescued these three high-content wolves. And now they are they're safe and they're in, in their new pack environment. However, without a vocal cord, they can't howl. And howling is like the way that wolves communicate with each other. And really connect on an energetic level, I would imagine too. Exactly, yeah. So now these wolves, how with the rest of the pack. So they're not really sure. They're still new, but they don't really know how these three wolves are going to fit in with the pack. But they're, they have high hopes and they're working with them. And, and so far, it's been a really positive experience for all of the wolves and because they've been learning to communicate with each other in a different way, which is really magical. And I think that shows also like how humans kind of when they're feeling, you know, like if, if they something when we're abused in some horrible way like that right physically abused in some way we're a little bit wearisome and like a little bit we don't we don't kind of connect as easily maybe with other humans but being able to be around supporting and loving humans right then you you have a little bit more of a voice and you learn new ways to communicate and new ways to show your love and your light and and emotions and things like that so that's kind of like one 
little example. Yeah, that's a great example too, because I also think that bringing in the youth that have had other experience as well, they could be in completely different situations are also at the same at the heart of it, the healing process. And on I know on some level, that animals understand when we are also going through something and vice versa and the ability to help heal each other go go through a a similar kind of healing process that just strengthens everybody involved is a beautiful thing. I would say when you were talking, I got two things. One, I don't know if you've uh, heard of Sonia Fitzpatrick, but she's an animal communicator and she was actually on my first episode and we can talk offline, but I think she would definitely be somebody that could potentially uh, communicate with the wolves or, or maybe even, you know, donate some of her time because she can do it long distance as well. And then I was also picking up on Reiki. So I'm sure they probably do this at the center. But if you have any Reiki masters that are in the area that want to go in person or even that have experience from a long distance, because some of them, depending on levels, don't even need to be in person. You can heal long distance would be something that you might want to recommend. Yeah, no, I love that. Definitely. And I, I'm sure they probably have a Reiki person there, just knowing the owners. They're very energetic. I mean, all about energy. Teo, the owner and founder, he actually just released a book called The Wolf Connection. And it's about his whole journey on how, why he created it, how he created it, what his vision is for the, the, the sanctuary and how he wants to evolve it. It's, it's actually like, I wrote it, I read it on the plane to Costa Rica and I was like seriously crying on the plane because there's so many beautiful messages um, within the book and just talks about wolves and like the different level, you know, like, you know, they have the alpha, the omega, the, the nanny and, and he correlates how like humans also have those rankings and how we show up for people. We, we're kind of more dominant in, in one of the, those levels. It's really fascinating. Well, I can't wait to read it. I think that that sounds like an amazing book. And I definitely having two dogs and, you know, a cat myself, I can see that ranking and that pecking order. But you're absolutely right. Or he's absolutely right. When you look at humans, human beings, too, we have that they we have that and we I think we adjust depending on when depending on the situation that we go in, right? Um, if it's a work situation versus close friends versus people that you've just met and you're, you're kind of feeling them out. So I think it's a really cool way to look at that and nature and how things we don't have to reinvent the wheel, just understand the things that are around us and dive in and, and be open to to that. So I want to get back a little bit more to the conscious method before we wrap up here. And, you know, if there are different tips or things that you would have, if there's something that you really wanted somebody, if anything, to take away from this conversation today, what would that be? Mainly just love yourself. I really think once we find that love within ourselves, then we truly can start to love all of the other beings on this planet. And that's what I, my main goal in every class I teach is for you to find that love within yourself, like love, love every aspect of yourself. It's funny. I, I don't know if you know Paul Selig, but his book transformed my life. And actually it's the reason why I've created my method. I read one of his books and there was this line in it that said our world is a reflection of our collective consciousness Mm -hmm. and that to me was like mind-blowing that one quote was just transformed my entire life not only to show how much power we have but also it's kind of our responsibility to love ourselves so we can start to love every part of this world and uplift its vibration and shift it to that level that we truly, we all want, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to radiate that love and light. We all want 
the same thing. So for me, it would just be love, love yourself. And that's a beautiful message. And it's also something that as I've been speaking to everyone from tattoos and how tattoos have healing abilities to acupuncturists, uh, animal communicators, yourself, you know, how you created this whole fitness thing that's also around our experiences mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Love is literally the underlying message through all of it. And the other thing I've always firmly believed, you know, ever since I was a child is that if we all just kind of stopped, yes, there's things going on in this world right now that we may not be happy about or we're scared or we're uncertain how things are going to be, but we can't always control those external forces. But what we can control, and it's not even control, it's more of embracing and letting go, is that knowing that we're not perfect, we're all imperfect, but that if we make ourselves just a little bit better every single day, and each one of us were to focus on ourselves and expanding that love, then the world would be the place that we really want it to be, right? We are we are responsible for lighting our own torches and lighting that power within ourselves so that others can experience that themselves and we all grow consciously together. And so I think that you just hit the nail on the head with that. And I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we break? I don't think so. I think that's it. I think that's beautiful what you said too. It's so true. Just taking time to yourself every day. That's all. It doesn't have to be the whole day. Just you know. <laughs> yeah. No. I think I think that's great. And uh, I would love to talk to you more later as well about you know what you're doing with the meditations and your practices and things of that nature. Because I think, again, based on the podcast, most people think that the people that are going to be coming on the show are all about psychics, like psychics only. And the whole point is that we all have intuitive abilities. We all have a sixth sense. In fact, there's eight psychic abilities and eight psychic senses. And I, you know, really want to bring awareness to the fact that there are different things out there and not every tool works for every single person, but just so that people understand that there are resources out there and that people like yourselves exist. And if they want to reach out, then they can. And if you want to learn more about Jacqueline Winters or contact her, you can get a hold of her on her website, which is theconsciousmethod.com. And when everything is up and, and running and you have those sessions, let me know. And I would love to be able to share that information on our various websites and, and social media channels. Thank you so much. I would definitely appreciate that. And I am so proud of you first and foremost for getting this message out. I think it's so important. And also you nailed it on the head when you said that we all have the psychic ability. I think people need to realize that as well, that we all have the exact same abilities. So that person that you're like, why do they have that? You can have it too. You just have to believe and you have to trust and you have to change the mindset around it. So Exactly. Well, have a beautiful day and best of luck in your next meeting. I can't wait to hear all about it. And please give Aunt Jody a hug for me. And I will be talking with you soon. Hey, thank you so much. Right, thanks, Jacqueline. Bye. To recap this episode of A Psychic Story. One, we are not just comprised of a physical body, but a mental, spiritual, and emotional body. Two, there is no judgment when you work out. As much as possible, stay in a love and light state. Three, our physical bodies hold energy. Try different positions that work for you to release energy and emotions. Four, our world is a reflection of our collective consciousness. Five, love yourself. Once you start to love yourself, every aspect, all of it will fall into place. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. 
All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com.